You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hello, everybody. You're listening to a Stag Sports Network podcast special. I'm JJ Duke. Thanks so much for spending part of your day here with us. And, you know, this is going to be a little bit of a different show that we have been, you know, posting on this channel over the last couple of months or so. But it's something that I'm really excited to talk about because um, we've seen it over collegiate athletics, well, really just all athletics for that matter. But a lot of the things that's been popping up recently is mental health initiatives and ways that we can really get resources out to our student athletes. And I'm delighted to be joined today uh, in studio with a couple of people that are right in the forefront of that. And one of those being a special guest from off campus here is I'm delighted to be joined by Scott Day, who is the executive director of SL24 Unlock the Light Foundation, as well as Mike Harris, who's the Assistant Director of Athletics for Sports Performance here at Fairfield. Guys, thanks so much for taking a bit of your time to uh, chat with us here. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Absolutely. And Scott, we're going to start with you first because you're, you're our guest here <laughs> traveling up. Um, and thanks again for, I know the, I speak on behalf of the entire athletics department for you coming up to chat with us. First off, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I... I I've been spreading the mission and, and spreading the, the word about what we kind of do as an organization and just using my contacts within college athletics. I worked in college athletics for 15 years. I was a former Division three student athlete. So the connections throughout college athletics are, are there. And um, the mission for our organization has really been to just educate and have real and honest open conversation. Um, we've seen it. And like you mentioned, it's been all across college athletics and athletics as a whole. But the reality is we've lost 19 college student-athletes to suicide this year since 2022 uh, started. Um, and that's that's 19 too many. And the word, it's these kids and this group of athletes are, and this generation is really dealing with pressures and, and things that no other generation has dealt with. And we have to give them an avenue to have the conversations. And the, the goal of being up here and being at Fairfield is really to have as many conversations and share as many stories and this generation is completely in touch with a lot of things because everything can be found at their fingertips. And we have to give them the information and avenues to be educated about this topic. Nobody wants to talk about suicide. Nobody wants to talk about mental health or depression. But unless they have an avenue or saying, hey, that's a story I can connect with. And even if it's two years down the road after they graduated Fairfield, they can connect back to, you know what, this is what I talked about back then and that's that's the goal of being up here and talking to as many student athletes and coaches and staff is just and just spreading our mission and having real and open and honest conversation before we carry further into you know what you're going to be doing up here with the fairfield student athletes why you why did this become kind of your mission to be involved with these organizations and really get the message out there uh it's a great question um i'll do a uh reader's digest version um the reality was i spent 15 years in college athletics i was Mm -hmm. a student athlete myself Always been a sports nut, always wanted to. Um, at the age of 31, I was at VCU down in Richmond, Virginia. I was their leader in the communications office there. I was there when they went to the Final Four. I had been to the ESPYs. I, it was, I mean, 12-year-old me would have right. been happy as hell, to be honest. Um, but the reality was I, I sat at 31 years old and was not in a good mental space. And I had no idea how to deal with it. Um, and from... December 2015 till June of 2017, I had three suicide attempts in 18 months um, and went through a dark battle with deep depression, with major depression. And 
I went in and out of therapy and didn't know how to handle it. I went, it was all the therapy's fault. They had no idea what they were talking about. Um, and I didn't want to hear it. And so for me, it took me a while to understand it and understand what I needed to do, what I needed to put forth. It's a two way street and everything we do in life is a two way street. We can't, it's just not them getting them feedback or us giving it. It's a two way street. And it took me a while to get there. And then COVID came around and some budget cuts happened. And so I left, uh, my job was eliminated in college athletics. So I had to adjust. Um, Mm -hmm. and I got tied to this organization and, um, as I said this morning to the coaches and staff, I, I've learned over time that the darkest days of my life has become my biggest purpose, um, and that's been my goal. And my goal is that I've sat in the seats of that depression and anxiety and just dealt with it, um, and I don't want any of these kids to ever face that. Uh, I definitely value you bringing your story to the table and really kind of give us an insight of what your purpose is and what you're doing. So now kind of bringing it back here to Fairfield. So you, you mentioned that you're speaking to coaches and the rest of the athletics uh, department. You're going to be speaking with student athletes attending some practices as well. What are you hoping that the big takeaways from those conversations will be like? Um, I, I, I think the biggest takeaway is to give them an avenue to realize Hey, these conversations need to be had. Um, and I think for so long, and Mike, Mike knows it. I mean, what we've done in athletics to, for these athletes to be perform at the highest level, they have to have some character traits and they have to be able to push the reversity and do all that other stuff. And that's what make them to be able to be a top four or 5% athlete in, in amongst high school athletes to play at the division one level. The reality is those same character traits can also be flaws as far as mental health and how they deal with their mental health. And it's, it's when you come along mental, with mental health, whether it's depression, anxiety, eating disorder, whatever it is, it's not just another injury. Mm. It's not a back injury. It's not an ACL. It's not that. And it, you have to treat it in a different way. And the goal is literally to be able to give them open and honest conversations and an avenue to say, hey – it's okay to be open. It's okay to be vulnerable. Um, I'm sure Mike would agree that I, every strength coach in America, I've always told, you grow when you make yourself <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? You get, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with mental health. We have to get – we have to be – it's not a fun topic. It's not going to sit here. We're not going to put rainbows and sunshines and everything else. That's not what we do. That's not what our organization – because that's not the reality of it. Um, that's not the reality of this topic. And the important part is to be able to give these student-athletes an avenue to en- encourage them to be vulnerable with each other mm. and understand that they have each other to go to and understand who they can go to. And maybe it's not every teammate, maybe it's not every coach, but there's resources out there. And whether it's on campus, whether it's off campus, whether it's our organization, whatever it is, there's resources there to get the help they need. And it doesn't, it's not a character flaw. It's not anything else. It's, it's just, that's, it's part of life. And this is what we're dealing with. And they have, they have the resources there. Absolutely. And Mike, to bring you into this conversation a bit now, you, as we've mentioned your title, you're in sports performance and, you know, back in years gone past, it'd just be about the weight room and getting everybody stronger. But it's so much more than that. And you, as Scott was saying, you probably have these conversations with our student athletes on a regular basis. And what are those conversations for you, I guess, would be actually a really better question would be, what makes Fairfield Sports Performance 
open so that these athletes can have conversations with you with each other and obviously there's a, a big um, initiative that we're starting here at Fairfield Athletics which is a, the Stags Care Team. Right yeah so interestingly enough uh, as a, a D3 football player myself I spend a lot of my life getting yelled at and belittled and uh, reminded how weak and small I am. So, and this is saying is a guy that towers over yeah, everybody, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the benefit of that is, uh, I, you know, I look at even family history and the way that people adapt in nature versus nurture. And, you know, you can have two, two kids from the same parents who are treated the same way. And one looks at it and says, I'm never going to do that to my kids. And one looks at it and says, that's the way life is. And so for me, you know, the, w- the way I was treated, I know how I want to treat other people. And I want all of our stacks to know that when they come in the weight room, we're on the field, we're in the water, whatever it is, that, you know, they're a positive part of my life and vice versa, that they can talk to me, they can talk to our staff. Um, you know, we have, we have a really great staff of people who understand what it's like to have to balance classes and training and coaches and anxiety from tests and all that kind of stuff and even going home for breaks and how to prepare for making good decisions for Thanksgiving break and things like that. So, um, you know, we try to make sure that – our athletes know that everyone's a stag. Um, you know, we say anything that harms any stag harms me. Uh, that is really important for us. And mm. I do take that to heart. Um, my goal is that anytime an athlete leaves their parents and they spend one, two, three, four years with us, five or six nowadays, um, <laughs> that they can tell their parents I'm the same person than when they came on a recruiting visit. Yep. So for us, it's like, you know, we have the open door. Um, we welcome all stags. We want them to feel comfortable. And we want to empower them. We want We want them to walk in and feel like, uh, a, they belong. B, we want them there, and and C, that after four years they're going to be the best version of themselves, which is always a, a you know one of the crutches of a sports performance or strength conditioning program. But um, you know, with this, uh, our athletic director Paul Schlickman had approached me almost uh, probably about six or eight years uh, months ago and um, brought up the idea of the Stags Care Team. And um, with collaboration with Lisa Arnold, who's a member of the team um, through counseling and psychological services, you know, he really wanted to um, address the kind of the growing stigma of mental health and mental health awareness and our ability to provide more resources for our student athletes. So uh, we were able to unveil the, the Stags Care team to our student athletes uh, at our Labor Day Welcome Back Luncheon. We gave them a presentation on kind of how we've introduced ourselves and um, the resources we're trying to really elaborate on for them. Some of them are already existing resources, and some of them are new, uh, such as Scott's visit and uh, making sure that you know some of those tougher topics are um, you know brought out to the forefront and openly discussed in a positive and uh, respectful way, in a mature way. I think that's an important part of it, and um, not just not just focusing on the more difficult conversations, but also focusing on the mental imagery, such as what Charlie Smith presented on a few weeks ago, and working on the realistically the, the whole aspect of sports performance or mental health um, of a student-athlete. So really the whole spectrum of a menu, if you will, of what you might look at for, for resources, including yoga for stress relief and mindfulness and meditation and um we had Ellie Haney on uh, campus last week, who's the founder of uh, Hansi, and uh, you know she was a student who um, 
you know, dealt with their own mental health issues who started a clothing company as a, a bit of an outlet and has since seen a lot of successes, um, you know, selling her own clothing brand. And she's a, a local as well, Fairfield. So, you know, to, to be able to present those resources to our student athletes really is the biggest goal for us. Something that I'm very fascinated on, because this is a area that it should be well-developed. It's certainly evolving the way that it is, but it's also something that can evolve over time as we start to have new generations of athletes coming through. And I'm like, I'm, I'm curious, the way that Stag's care is being planned, has been planned up until this point, and the way that it's going forward, what concepts do you think could be implemented that might be something that you weren't thinking about four, five, six months ago that could really help uh, Fairfield athletes? Well, actually, one one that comes to mind immediately, we have a, a former volleyball play, player, uh, Megan Thieler, who um, she, I'm meeting with her on Friday, actually, um, we've been in, in contact so far to, to set something up, and she works with transitioning from kind of the athlete identity mm. to non-athlete identity of, of workforce and, we'll say, general population lifestyle, and um, we are really excited to try to get her in early spring and possibly have some sort of presentation or discussion with our seniors yep. to help them recognize, um, you know, the shifts of daily living uh, once, once your main identity is possibly no longer going to be athlete. Um, we know that historically there, there's a, a lot that we, we kind of hang our hat on. I'm an athlete first, if you will, and then go from there. So some people, especially injured athletes, have a lot of trouble transitioning from I'm an athlete to I'm an injured person. And sure. so, uh, you know, creating resources such as that so that people have a good understanding of the other aspects of life that you can start to really gravitate to in a positive manner, I think are going to be great for us. The one thing I'd like to go along with that is, I mean, research shows I think it's 56% of athletes either in their senior year or the year after they struggle with mental health or depression. That's, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the data. That's research. The reality is we, have, we are now living in a culture that their identity is behind whatever uniform, and it starts at 8, 9, 10, 11. Right. I mean, I've got a 9-year-old. I've got an 11-year-old. Both have played travel baseball. They've been – like, they're nonstop from age 7 to up, and – so then they're facing at 22 or 21, 15 years of, hey, I'm an athlete. Hey, I'm an athlete. Oh, wait, I'm not an athlete. Right. And it's, it's a totally different world. And it's, they figure out, I mean, I've had conversations of how many times, I mean, the three of us, I'm sure, I still do it. Like when I see an athlete that I haven't seen in a while, it's, oh, how's practice game? How's it? It's the mm-hmm. first thing we do. It's not school. It's not class. It's not major. It's not anything else. It's or, the first thing we or do. Or just how are you? That, Correct. That doesn't get for me personally. Like that's always the first thing I always ask someone. Whatever I'm working in a new broadcast setting is not so much what you know. What's the plan for today? It's just how are you? Yep. And I think like for me, that's how much value I take. I want to make sure that I'm working with a person that you know whether it's been a tough day or a good day. You just want to have that connection before you carry on with your work. Yeah, and I, I just think. That is such a critical part. Yeah. And I think the organization that I work for really started because uh, I'll give – Sean Locke was a basketball player at UD. He was a local kid down in Newark. And um, he was at 23. He was th- three weeks before his 24th birthday. Had battled – had some injury stuff like Mike talked about. Uh, was a walk-on at Delaware. Um, played for their band's basketball team. And 
um, battled depression and anxiety. Nobody knew he had never, ever talked about it. Um, and he took his own life in July of 2018 and his family and friends started the organization because of that. Um, but that's exactly what he struggled with. He struggled with that transition and he had always been an athlete. It was a two, two time all state in two sports. Then he went to Delaware. It was a hometown kid. And, he was always Sean Locke, the athlete. That's all he yeah. was. Um, and so then now he gets out, and now he's not. And how do you deal with that transition? Um, he never talked about it, so nobody knows the full details. Yeah. Um, but that's got to be part of it. Absolutely. One more question before I let you guys go. And it's actually been really fascinating watching you two interact with each other and kind of bouncing off ideas, which leads me to this. How important is having collaboration with kind of new new people obviously uh scott for you coming here you know you're you're not native to this area but you're traveling up on a day like today and kind of giving thoughts and ideas to our student athletes and mike vice versa having new people coming in just to bounce ideas and thoughts of and you know maybe you both might learn something off of each other that you carry forward um you know to wherever your journeys next go mike i'll start with you first and scott after sure um you know what excites me is thinking about how we all learn differently you know, some people are more visual, some people are more audio. And um, I, I think it's, if if you hear the same message 10 different ways from 10 different people, you might get it most from one of those people, right? And the others you might not necessarily gravitate towards. So if we're able to continuously provide the right message in different ways, if every one of those messages reaches one person, you know, then that's 10 times, 10 people that could be positively affected from it. So I think it's great to have multiple resources available to our student athletes, um, you know, for them to know that those resources are available also, you know, and that's a big part of what we're trying to do. Um, you know, the vice chair in our, our group, Kara McHugh, who's, she's been phenomenal. She has been sending out week at a glance calendars and event emails to our student athletes to let them know and remind them of events like Scott's uh, discussion last night is discussion tonight as well uh, at eight o'clock in Gonzaga. So, you know, for us, it's, getting voices out there and um you know these are all aspects of life whether we talk about them or not so i think being able to talk about them in uh, again a respectful mature setting which i think is one of the more important parts when you're working with 17 to 23 year old athletes sometimes that has to be kind of a conscious part of that day is be be respectful mature here um but to have that and then for them to understand that some aspects of discussions might be triggering and to have resources available when someone might feel that way is always going to be a part of that too. So, you know, we're trying to make sure that we're, we're letting them know, not just the resources, but, um, you know, follow up along, along that same line. So for us, that's, that's kind of, I would say critical. Yeah. I mean, I I think the collaborative thing is it's, it's funny. We talk about, we say, always say mental health. Right. And, the reality is health is health yep. and we as a society have to get to a point where we're talking about health as, as over overall. The rea- when I talk about my story, when I was at my worst, when I was the, the darkest days of my five-year battle with major depression is I was 364 pounds. My credit was a disaster. My relationships were a disaster. Every part of my life was a disaster. I, I masked every part of, at work and a lot of people relation like friends wise, but that was that was me. I mean, it was the worst. So collaboratively, it all goes together. Yep. It absolutely all goes together. Yep. And Mike hit it dead on. It's my message is going to hit some kids 
and then there's going to have other people who will hit in other ways. And that's what it is. It's you have to continually give them avenues and give them ways to learn and understand. My wife is a complete visual learner. I'm not. She needs a visual. And that's just the way it is. I mean, we've been together for 20 something years and it's still it's completely different. My I have 3 kids. Every single one of them is a completely different learner. That's what it is. So we have to continually give them avenues to learn whether it be in a weight room, whether it be about mental health, whether it be a, a drill in practice, all of them learn in different ways and being collaborative and having stuff like a cares team is a huge step forward. And that's the only way we can give them. We always talk about the holistic approach in college athletics. That's right. what it is. It, it, it absolutely comes down to that, that unless we start treating it as health overall, we're not going to get there. And that's, that's the focus. And that's exactly what they're doing with cares. Absolutely. Um, awesome stuff, guys. I, I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope the people that are listening home, you know, take something from it, if anything else. And, you know, this is an opportunity um, for all of us really to take something, um, anything in terms of as, and I think Scott, you said it perfectly. It's not just mental health. It's just health in general, uh, keeping in check with each other and just making sure that everyone is a, uh, you know, getting to where they want to be. And um, Scott, kind of finish this off here. Um, where can they learn more about your organization and um, you know, some great places perhaps where if people want to find a bit more, not only just about yourself, your foundation, or just, just resources in general, where can they go to? Yeah, so we have, I mean, we, we run our both websites. We have unlockthelight.com um, and then Sean's House, which is uh, the, the place that we run as a foundation that's a resource for 14 to 24-year-olds. Um, we've trained about 150 14 to 24-year-olds in mental health conversations um, so that they have all 150 have had lived experience. We call them Pure 24 Specialists um, through our organization. And what we do with that is we try to give avenues – um, so that if a 14 year old or 17 or 21 year old is dealing with an eating disorder, anxiety, OD, OCD and depression, whatever it is, they can talk to somebody who's been through it. Uh, and that's what we try to do. So unlock the is probably the best way. Uh, we have social media channels as well that we update with a bunch of different resources and information. So those are the two ways to follow what we're doing. Awesome. Scott, Mike, I appreciate your time. Um, thanks for sitting down with us, and hopefully, well, Mike, this is definitely for you. Have you back on maybe at some point later on the year to kind of check in on how Stag's care team is going. Sounds great. Absolutely. Guys, that's going to do it for this Stag Sports Network podcast special. Stay with us on fairfieldstags.com for further information and everything involving Fairfield University Athletics. I'm J.J. Duke signing off, and until next time, go Stags. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.